I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. We're the guys from that film, Stu, and this is our latest review, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Directed by Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelenic, the Super Mario Brothers movie is the computer animated adventure film based on Nintendo's Mario video game franchise. It is produced by Illumination, Universal Pictures and Nintendo. The movie is in cinemas now, and thanks to Universal Pictures, we were invited to a special screening of the movie. But if you haven't watched the Super Mario Brothers movie yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's New Podcast. So, Luke, what is the Super Mario Brothers movie about? Two brothers, Mario and Luigi, are transported to an alternate world and become entangled in a battle between the Mushroom Kingdom, led by Princess Peach, and the Coopers, led by Bowser. All right. I mean... It's been a minute since um, the 1993 classic the Super Mario Brothers movie. Is that what it's called? Super Mario Brothers movie? Is that it? It is, and it's been 30 yeah. years. Yeah, I think it's just called Super Mario Brothers. But um, it, it has, it's been, yeah, it's 30 years, bang on, 1993. There you go. Um, there's dinosaurs in that movie. They look fantastic. Um, the same year that Jurassic Park came out, that masterpiece. That is the that is the the caliber of dinosaur films uh, we had in that year. Obviously, that was an attempt at a at a feature film, a Nintendo. We all know the video game franchise, but that that was an attempt to get that onto the big screen feature film. And then Nintendo kind of shied away from doing that for a while, apart from hey, movies based on the Pokemon franchise, which in a way, yes, is Nintendo, but obviously a very different kind of thing. But other than the Pokemon franchise, that's that's all that Nintendo has. So look, we've had a Mario movie before. This is obviously um, an attempt many years later. And I mean, look, we know from watching the, the trailers, learning about this movie, seeing the stills, looking at the animation, the design. I mean, obviously animation was the 100% correct way to do this, to bring the video game characters and the style of the of the games to life. This is it. And straight off the bat, I think we can both say, I mean, as faithful as you can get in terms of adapting the the video games, with the animation style being computer animated, you look at the most recent Mario games, look at stills from that, stills from this movie, they look the same. Yeah. Yeah, even, you know, like, I mean, obviously in the movie, you know, there's there's going to be way more specific detail in the designs of things. But, I mean, some of the most modern, even though, like the ones on, like, the Switch, like, it's like you're starting to see the design of Mario's denim, you know, his overalls and stuff. You're starting to see those bits of detail. We're very close to pretty much it being, you know, on par. It, it was crazy sort of watching this, like, as an experience. It was kind of like, this is like a really long cut scene in, in one of these games, but then it's like it's on the big screen, it's here. I mean, let me ask you this question, like, 
I know that you're not the biggest like video game kind of guy in your day-to-day life, but I mean, look, you grew up the eighties, the nineties. Mario was there, wasn't he? I know you were you, <laughs> you more yeah, of a Sega guy. Hey, listen, I was born in '84. I know you've got this thing in your head that I'm so much older than you are. I don't really no, remember no, no, well, the well, '80s well, to be fair. So for me, growing up playing video games, '90s, and yes, I did. I had I had a Sega, Master System, Mega Drive. Yeah. The Sonic was my go-to at home. When I went to friends, to my cousins, they had Nintendo. So that's where I would play Mario. And I've always been a fan of Mario. It's um, it's a lot of fun. Now, though, I don't play video games. I do own a Nintendo Switch. I don't own a Mario Sega. games part? Do they even do yeah. Sega consoles? Um, I had Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Um, don't anymore. I don't actually have... Uh, I don't play video games. What, right. what can I say? That's it. And that's it. So I guess like what I'm saying, like we're obviously coming from a slightly different, obviously you've been exposed, you've played classic games, dabbled in a little bit of Smash Brothers and stuff. But look, I've, I've been there through the journey, through, you know, the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, um, dabbled with, you know, uh, Mario 64, you know, when he became all 3D and it got all, you know, very angular and crazy. Mario on the GameCube, you know, like Super Mario Sunshine, um, Super Mario Galaxy, you know, we're going nuts. All the That's Mario the one Smash Brothers. On the Wii is when I got back into video games and Galaxy, I played that one a lot. That's probably yeah. the Mario game because, again, I didn't actually have a Nintendo console as a kid. I was Sega. But when I had a Wii and had Galaxy, that's probably the Mario game that I've played the most but just when we're talking about so where you're coming from where i'm coming from you know i know you're obviously more into video games we did get an invite to a special screening you didn't come with me instead i took my five-year-old daughter we had a great time there was mario themed (laughs) biscuits and it was um, a lot of fun that a dj playing mario themes but what i'm going to say her introduction to mario is this film she just watched it as a film. She hasn't played the video game. She saw the ads. You know, of course, you've got Princess Peach, which yeah. was a bit of a hook for her. But she watched the movie. She loved it. Oh, that's her review. It's crazy. Like She, she like loved my- it. Whereas you don't need, like, straight away, I mean, the references. I mean, I can't call them Easter eggs because they're not hidden. There's nothing subtle <laughs> about this movie. Yeah. And I'm sure you got a lot more than I did, the the references. But again, this is not a subtle movie. So I'm watching it straight away as soon as this movie starts. It's like the way that you've got like this the the screen. It's like a scroll, uh, like a crawl. You're playing a classic video game. He's yeah. jumping. There's the castle. There's the flag. All of that. Like the movie's just started, and I'm taking all this in. She's having a different experience, but she's also really enjoying it and that's what's working about this movie you can love mario you can know who mario is you could just watch it as a movie and it's just grabbing audiences not half the critics seem to not like it but audiences <laughs> are really enjoying it it's a weird thing because it's like look this this movie comes from illumination now you know like their animated films very different to like you know what you would get from you know, you know, the top tier sort of Pixar fare or even DreamWorks, you know, like 
DreamWorks have have that um much like Pixar, they have that ability to like throw in adult humor and things like that that you know like let adults access the films in a different sort of way you know the, the way they come at it Pixar, obviously thematically we're looking at sort of different levels of like emotion and all these like deep thought kind of stuff it's it's, it's crazy illumination you know have like despicable me minions um you know the, the grinch stuff like you know it's very I don't want to say like more juvenile, but like a lot of their movies, Secret Life of Pets, it's like they do sort of lack that depth of, you know, like next level kind of thematics where it is sort of, it caters for like the family, the kid audience. The movies are cute. They're fun. They're successful. But then it's sort of, that's where it kind of ends. Now, like this movie addresses that audience. Like it, it, you can you can watch this and you can see it, they're clearly targeting that. There's not a huge, there's not a huge impactful story or any sort of like emotional, like real drive or payoff or something. It doesn't get to that kind of level. It's just a whole lot of, and this isn't necessarily a, a negative criticism, but it's like it's a whole splash of color. There's so much going on. The animation is like glorious and beautiful, like a child sitting there sipping on their sugar-filled drink and all that kind of stuff. They'd be going nuts. They would be having a time because that's what this is. This is just color pop, crazy stuff happening, cute characters, fun voices, all that kind of stuff. But then we've got that other audience that it's reaching and not for the same not for the same reason that like a Pixar or a DreamWorks movie, you know, would sort of rope us in with, but it's that nostalgia. It's that, hey, we know these games, these characters, and now they've they've come to life. We're seeing all these references, these little in-jokes, not necessarily adult-orientated ones, but ones that are addressing those, hey, I know what that is. Oh, I know that sound. You know, like Luigi's ringtone is the the loading screen for the GameCube. Like, it's just things like that. Posters on the wall, like... Dump man, punch out pizza. You know, you're referencing old classic Nintendo games like early days. You've got just crazy in jokes, different power ups and stuff from Mario and all that kind of stuff, different little obscure Mario villains and characters that are all in there that you just go, ah, I've got to say, I watch this, like I'm watching this, my 30, how old am I now? 32 year old self sitting there just filled with joy. There's just so much in this that I'm like, this is glorious because I'm watching a Super Mario Brothers movie. Like literally switch out all the characters, make it a completely different thing. Same kind of movie, same adventure. I'd be watching being like, ah, this movie's cute. It's fun because that's what this is. It doesn't get past that level. However, I'm just feeling so much happiness because I'm just doing a bang up job putting Mario on the big screen. I know. What you just said there though. It's just a weird thing. You take Mario and the characters away. This is a bare bones movie. It works because it's Mario. Yeah. You're right. Like well, Illumination. It works for kids. Yeah. On a, what you were saying before, Illumination, do, they do go younger, younger and broader. And it works for them. You know, Minions, whatever. It works for them. And it's definitely working for them with, with this film. But as I was watching it, enjoying all the references, it looks great. The voices we'll get to. It looks great and you know it's and it is fun, but it got to a certain point. It wasn't that far into the movie and I had the realization, oh, okay, that's it. There's not really much story. Like there, there really, really isn't. So just if this was just 
new characters and you didn't have all that nostalgia and everything else, people aren't going to be raving about this movie, but it doesn't matter because it is about Mario and Luigi and all those characters and it works because of them. And, and yes, it is. It's a lot of fun. There's the hook and it's just got so much going for it. Like you say, the music, the visuals, but story-wise, it just it got to a point. I'm like, oh, okay, this is all it's going to be. Bowser being it, in love with Peach. Now, my video game knowledge doesn't, well, it's nowhere near as deep as what yours would be, but that seemed new to me. And it seemed, <laughs> this is, we're doing this because we're, it's a movie. We've got a basic plot we need to get from, I'm just going to go and say, from A to B, really. There's not many places to go to. You've got the Mushroom Kingdom, well, the start A to B, then back to A. <laughs> yeah, so they're not they're not going too far, although it's fantastical where they're going, I mean, but it's sort of like, what else can we do? What else can we do to bring characters actual, together? Bowser actual, is in love with Peach. You know, like when they're heading to the Jungle Kingdom, and yeah, we'll get to Donkey Kong later, so, but like, they're heading to the Jungle Kingdom, and it's like, you know, Mar- like the Mario games, like the adventure is pretty much the core part of the game like all of those things montage like it's just it's a it's a montage it's just like they go through and you see some cool shit and it's It's a great montage it is yeah and it's like oh it's very you know super mario brothers 3 there's like oh like the there's like the you know the desert pyramid area and it's like oh look there's the like the yoshi kind of place and it's cool but then it's like cool swoom it's like the movie's more focused on the destination rather than the journey and then when we get to that place we have fun there and we're doing stuff and then it's like how do we get them back to point a as quickly as possible and again what they get to do with that is is great because then we get like the mario kart craziness and all of that but it's still a tool just to get them back to where they started and it's like what was their actual adventure it was it's like it's like the movie could have played out if they just made a phone call to Donkey Kong and said, "Hey, help us out," and then the monkeys came. It would have actually achieved the same thing, but we had to fill it out with them doing something. But we don't even really get to see that and happen. It's just, yeah, there's just not much to the story. Still it's a kids' fun. movie. Yeah, enjoyed by kids and adults. Adults with the nostalgia. It it does. It does work. It does. Can we talk the cast though? There's one. Because I remember, I mean, back in the day when we're getting, say, Shrek, Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy's, oh wow, it was the thing, and it felt a bit like a stunt, but it really worked having these um big named actors voicing these characters. It's like Disney. That wasn't really a thing. Like you'd have Diane DeVito popping up in Hercules, and of yeah, course Pixar not... with Tom Hanks. I know it happened, but this movie is an example of. It's like they've just let's hire lots of famous people. Do you remember the first teaser poster? It was the cast. It was just like the cast. That, which is... it was just the cast, and yeah. I remember you know in interviews Chris Pratt is talking about hey, you guys. Wait until you hear what I've got in store for my Mario voice. And and he doesn't always sound like Chris Pratt, but he mainly sounds like Chris Pratt. Bowser you know I, is Bowser is pure Jack Black. It's just like it's Donkey Jack Kong I mean, is 
Seth Rogen, he even falls forward and does the classic Seth Rogen stoner <laughs> laugh. The only, yeah. for me, the only actor in this who is a famous actor, well, I'd say he's famous, uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. He is actually doing a voice. He's not just gone up to the mic and used his normal talking voice. He's actually voicing a character. Charlie Day's Luigi. He's just talking like Charlie Day. And I guess you, <laughs> you, you, know, you mentioned that teaser poster. I mean, that's it. Maybe that's what they were, you know, wanting nostalgia and the actors for the older audience. And then, yeah. you know, the bright colours, the sounds for the kids. Look, overall, overall, with the with the cast and the voices, and the, I know obviously a lot of chatter online, and maybe even call a little bit of hate, especially towards Chris Pratt and the Mario voice and all that kind of kind of jazz. I love what they did with like the commercial, you know, like the the where the Mario Brothers, the the, the plumbers, that whole commercial, and they're using the I call it, like the phony the kind of uh yeah like the the funny italian voices it's like it's me Mario, da, 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 all that kind of stuff and then it's well, that's the guy though like, isn't it and isn't that the original actor from the games that that is so i mean he like he's he's there charles martinet who, who voices mario in the video games like so they have that in the commercial and then it cuts to them watching it and it's like they're just the like they're these italian american you know brooklyn influenced voices and look I'll be the first one to sit here and say, look, even though there are parts where Chris Pratt does sound like Chris Pratt, he is doing something with his voice. It's not... Not always, I though. Don't think he, not always, maybe, because he, it, he breaks, breaks it sometimes. It, he it does break it sometimes. It. And I'm not sitting here... I'm I'm not complaining about it. It, it is what it I is. I think it all works. I think it works. But I, mean, I just wanted to... But I just want to give credit... Is, to Keegan Michael Key because it sounds like he's, he's the only one for it. me that's actually come to work and done a voice. <laughs> yeah, again, I'll, I'll, I'll sit here and say Chris Pratt is doing something. It's not one hundred percent perfect, bang on, but like no. it's it's he's doing he is doing something with his voice. So you can't like I'm hearing people saying like it just sounds like Chris, like it doesn't does. just no it 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 doesn't. Yeah. But we've had him as Emma in Lego Movie, and do you know what I mean? So we've kind of we've had him doing an an animated character before, and sometimes you get I a bit of that. Sometimes kind of very different to like Emma and all that. Oh well, no, it sounds different to like, Emmett, but it's just it's Chris Pratt doing the voice. Jack Black though. The voice work for for Mario because I feel like that's the biggest like drama yeah. that's out there, but it worked him and especially him and Luigi. I reckon when they're together, and it kind of pains me that they separate. I know why they did it, but when those two are together, like it really like it just there was a lot of energy. Bowser, Black, Jack Black. I mean, yeah, he's doing the Jack Black thing. We get he gets to use his you know in all classic tenacious D style the Jack Black sort of singing moments which is which is which is great when he's being like monstrous bowser he's doing obviously something there yeah but then it falls back to like that sounds like jack black yeah <laughs> like, i've got to be honest again, works, he, um, but it's like it's distracting it's he, he gets a pass from me <laughs> like i think he <laughs> is great in this and and when and when he's at the piano it is in his singing that song it's like it's tenacious day. I mean, yes, there's no Kyle, but it's like this is like tenacious day, and I loved it. 
it's like when someone tries to like uh imitate jack black or like take you know like his classic style of how he sings like he's doing that peaches peaches peach like he is he's great he's being jack black like you know apparently that's that's gonna be eligible for the academy yeah have you heard that that's an original song and why the hell not (laughs) <laughs> Why the hell? I would. I mean, I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm sure there there's going to be like a full three minute version of that song. Like, bring it on! And now you mentioned the um, like the Bowser's in love with Peach kind of storyline. Yes, in I can't remember which which game, but it's it's sort of been like a they've been subtle about it, but it's sort of been like an underlying thing in some of the storylines in the games to the point where. I don't know if you heard the character of, of like Bowser Jr. Bowser, whatever he's called. He's like a little version of Bowser. For some crazy reason, that little baby version of Bowser thinks that Peach is its mum. Ah. He's, right. She's not. No. She's not, but because of his father's obsession and stuff, it's like... Anyway, it's a whole thing. But so, that just that seemed like something that was just put in there. Because it's interesting, isn't it? Because... If this movie would be made a few years ago, Mario would have absolutely, he would have been rescuing Princess Peach. That's not who she is, but that's not who she is in this film. So it's almost like, okay, so, I mean, they end up getting a bit romantic towards the end, but it's like, but we need to have romance somewhere. And maybe it was an effort to not have Bowser to appear too scary. Because again, these, the the Amy Young with this movie so maybe if they make you a bit silly because he's in love and he's he's singing a song maybe it's just to smooth out the edges a little bit for like the younger audience because that opening the opening with luigi (laughs) and i'm like oh and i'm there with my five-year-old and and she was fine but i thought (laughs) oh no (laughs) i didn't know this is how it was going to (laughs) start well i like the i like that they took that different we're so used to the classic story being the princess has been kidnapped. Oh, and I love the the joke when they get to the castle. You're looking for Princess Peach. Oh, the princess is in, is in another castle. It's like, you know, big laughs. It's just, just shit like that. It was good. Um, but yeah, flipping it and having Luigi be the, I guess, like the kidnappy in this instance. Again, I understand why they separated those two characters. They wanted the focus to be a little bit on more on Mario in this one, even though it's Mario Brothers, all that kind of stuff. I reckon they're probably also testing, hey, what kind of response are we going to get with Luigi being on his own? Could we do a like a Luigi's Mansion solo outing or something? Again, I think missed I mean, opportunity, <laughs> except for the appearance by King Boo, but no boos, especially when he's at that creepy abandoned house mansion thing. I'm like, this is Luigi's Mansion. There's going to be boos behind them. And then it's just the buddy shy guys or, or whatever like okay that's fine all good next time next movie but um yeah going back to the the peach look there, there's been games where she's been kicking i mean take out obviously smash brothers and stuff like that because obviously they're all fighting and kicking ass but super mario brothers 2 i know originally wasn't a made by nintendo game it was sort of like a another game that was kind of like repurposed into a, a mario game and turned into the sequel but you had peach as a main playable character and she's kicking ass and she's doing that thing she, she was always a good character to play in that because she could actually like hover for a bit so you could like jump really far 
with her. And I loved it in this in this movie. They had a moment where, you know, when she's showing off her obstacle course skills and she floats down with her dress. I'm like, yep. There's again, there's so much stuff in here that they're that they're doing. So I mean, having Peach as this badass, like butt kicking princess, it's not necessarily new. It's just not what is probably widely known, but it's all it's all true to the characters in some variation or whatever and, and it it works that they that they've done that and hey look at the yeah give us the next movie you know, bowser breaks free seeks revenge kidnaps the princess to bait mario and luigi or something and, and then that happens so it's you know why not she can be a damsel and still hold her own later on now donkey kong the um you know the whole jungle kingdom thing i was surprised you know number one from from the trailers and, and all that, when we found out, or when we first heard that Donkey Kong was going to be in this movie, I was like, wow, that's interesting. It's, you know, they're all doing that, but it makes sense. You know, like Donkey Kong was, to be honest, Mario was Donkey Kong's first adversary ever in the old Donkey Kong game. So it's like, okay, they go hand in hand. I didn't honestly think he was going to feature as much. I thought it was going to be very much a cameo role, see what the response is, maybe lead into a Donkey Kong movie or something in future. He's in it for a fair chunk. No, oh, yeah, as soon as he's in, that's it. He's in it for the rest of the movie. Yeah, like he's yeah. there. Like at the end with the, you know, the photo finish of like, you know, the newspaper thing with everyone. Was it a newspaper? Seems kind of dated. But it's like, you know, the, the the heroes of the of the day and all that kind of stuff. And it, you've got the heroes standing there. And then there's Donkey Kong and he's there. And it's like, oh, wow. Like this really is a whole, yeah, he's part of the gang. You're right. Seth Rogen was literally just doing his voice. Absolutely, like yeah. Like he just sounded like, and again, he did the laugh. That's intentional. There's that moment where they're on the they're on that bridge thing when they're fighting, and then I think when Mario goes really tiny after he has that blue mushroom, and it's it's the movie stops so Seth Rogen Donkey Kong can do the Seth Rogen laugh. Yeah, like it's it's not like oh like Donkey Kong's just laughing. It's like no no this is a moment orchestrated for that laugh just for that laugh yeah because yes, they've got the cast they want people to know that's who they've cast in these roles king cranky kong fred armison he's playing a character he's not just doing fred armison but then he always tends to be doing something different no matter <laughs> where where he pops mm. up but he's i didn't even recognize it was him i had to look him up afterwards yeah yeah i couldn't because like you said he's doing something you know out of overall I think the voice cast and what they're doing, the performances, I think they were great. They really work. Some moments are distracting because, again, I'm like, I can hear you as you, you're not that carry, whatever, but it all works. Now, with Cranky Kong, he's my only, like, negative with the voices. Oh, really? Should have been a bit more cranky. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it doesn't sound too cranky, yeah. No, he was very, you know, especially for, like, he's meant to be, like, this old-timey, you know, like shaking my cane at clouds kind of old ape type creature. It just seemed hip. <laughs> like it seemed cool and hip. <laughs> I know, but just seemed, I'm sure. More like a, more like a, I mean, in, on par with the Seth Rogen Donkey Kong, which is what we're going to be calling him from here on out, I reckon. <laughs> but the, um, it just seemed like a stoner old guy. <laughs> like, yeah, like we're here, whatever. What do you need? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sure to kids, though, he was very old. He was very cranky. That's just our perception. 
Oh no, I see. I see what's happened there. We're closer to his age than they are. <laughs> That's really quite upsetting, isn't it? <laughs> oh. But look again, like when you get to when you get to the the jungle king, that's where this movie pretty much up until then it's been very much Super Mario Brothers. It's you know like being exposed to the Mushroom Kingdom, all that elevation, the Princess's Castle from like Super Mario sixty four. It's all there. The music choices that they're using, it's all wonderful. You get to the once we get to the the Jungle Kingdom. Boom, we're into like all these other kind of extension games. We've got Super Mario Brothers. I mean, obviously Donkey Kong and his, you know, band of everyone. Diddy Kong's there, Dixie Kong. Now there's a all sorts. We're getting all the the Mario Kart stuff, as we said. And again, really cool sequence. You know, you have them when they're actually selecting like their wheels and the, you know, like their. Have you you've played modern Mario Kart, right? I'm oh, talking course, like yeah, the yeah. past. No, 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 yeah, no. You know, no. <laughs> Like it's all that even the bloody A buttons there. It's like when you're done, press A. Yeah, it's like, I loved all of that. That was that was very cool. You know, we're we're saying Super Mario Brothers. What I really liked about this film is that they really got their relationship right for me. You had the brotherly love. You had Mario would always be there for Luigi, and then when you get to the big battle at the end. Luigi's there for Mario. Mario's going to be down for the count. Luigi's the one that shields him from Bowser. I thought that was excellent. So even though, as you say, a lot of the film, they are actually apart as soon as Luigi disappears first, the time they spent together, the beginning towards the end, I thought that was all excellent. Yeah, and I mean, look, I, I mentioned that like the the movie doesn't hit emotional levels and stuff. The closest it gets is their relationship and again they don't they don't dwell on it and it's not heavy it's sort of like they use it as you know rescuing my brother that's the motivation for for the mario character and then when they're reunited it's cool they embrace it's awesome cool superstar moment like it gets crazy all that stuff with like with their family and stuff back in brooklyn at the beginning of the movie like really enjoyed that you know like whatever they're called mama and papa mario and like the two uncles that are there like we've got this little ensemble um you know cast of characters and again charles martinet original or video game mario voice is playing the voice of i should call him daddy mario mr mario whatever so he's playing the father it's it's cool i think like little part of me is like in future I was like, I'd like to go back to just hanging out with the family and seeing well I was surprised at the end when the, the wake up to put the tool belts on they're still in the mushroom kingdom I mean I guess you're supposed to think they're back in Brooklyn but yeah now yeah. They're, they're still there they went back when we do get to the end of the movie like one of the thoughts I had was do you know what there's there wasn't enough Yoshi in this movie. I was like, you know, we did glance them and there was a bit of a moment for like the pink Yoshi to shine. But I was like, where, like, where was Yoshi? What's going on? Maybe they'll have some post-credit stingers. And there was a mid-credit scene with Bowser, you know, the full duet thing in his little, little cage thing that he has. And I wasn't expecting anything after, but there was a post-post-credit, like an actual post end of the, end of the day uh, post-credit scene. And I was like, 
I just had this feeling. I even said, you know, I bumped into my friend Amy, um, who's also watching the movie at the same session as us, and we were having a chat sort of whilst the credits were rolling, and I was like, hey, maybe Yoshi will pop up at the end. Lo and behold, there's that egg. You don't see him, but there's a classic little... little oh, that That's it, it. the like egg the Yoshi, cracks. You get the sound yeah, effects. voice. Sound effect. I love the sound effects in this movie. But you know what? I, if they don't do it, the, the next Mario movie... Let's put money down now. It's gonna be called Super the Super Mario World movie. And oh, you reckon? Progression, yeah. Mm. And I, you know, out of all the things we saw in this one, like the Tanuki suit, which was like in Super Mario Brothers three. I mean, the cat suit is is more modern, but that's okay. I'll give him a par. We saw like the fire flowers, obviously the superstar, all classic. Always stuff. enjoyed the firepower. <laughs> we didn't see like the feather that gives them the cape. Oh, that's true. It's yeah. very much the Super Mario World thing. So is Yoshi. You know, Yoshi didn't come around to Super Mario World. I reckon Super Mario World, that's the next movie with Yoshi, the cape. You're going to get that classic shot of... It's a classic shot, what are we talking about? That classic image, though, of Mario on Yoshi with his yellow cape. Doing it is crazy. a classic image, though. And just even yeah. without being on Yoshi, just being... Just with the yellow cape and just flying. And ah, you know, good stuff. Obviously, have have Bowser back. Now we saw, I saw little like I saw Coopers in the little clown car thing. The next movie, you've got to have Mario with the cape on Yoshi going up against Bowser in his big boss clown car, little floating thing. That'll be that'll be sick. Sorry. Again, there's not much to the post-credit scenes, but there's enough excitement there to make me go, yeah, just give me more. Because by the end of this movie, I get my heart was filled with happiness. I had a fun time. I wanted more. Well, I watched the post-credit scenes on YouTube. Like I said to you, I knew there would be something. It was, I mean, the movie started like seven. It was late. It was a weekday night. I had a five-year-old. We were just getting out of there i thought I'll, I'll watch it online i'm sure somebody will upload it to youtube so I, I got i did get to see it just not on the big screen but i was okay i was okay with that you know it's interesting because we do get invited to these things by universal and it's a lot of you know it's a lot of good fun got an email today uh universal just making a point of saying that this movie is the biggest opening weekend of 2023 the biggest illumination opening weekend the biggest universal animated opening weekend that was an email I received earlier, or we received earlier. You just haven't read it yet. But this movie is, it's huge. Some films, this is absolutely one of those films, review proof. It is absolutely review proof. This <laughs> is a juggernaut to the box office, and it is showing no signs of slowing down. Hey, look, the audience ratings, and this is just going by, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and what, I mean, the majority of the audience seems to be like loving it or at least enjoying it enough to give it a positive review. And I, like you said, the critics are sort of half and half, half of them aren't, aren't there for the party. So the Mario party threw that in there. But look, one last thing to sort of talk about, unless you have more, the music overall, like the vibe I was getting when this movie started and oh, that like Nintendo logo with the little, and it all just, it all just began there. When my heart started to grow. It was, it was wonderful. But the, the the similar feelings or what I was getting was like, you know, we had The Simpsons, right? The Simpsons on TV. We all know The Simpsons music, all that kind of stuff. When you got them in their movie on the big screen, it became like there was a theatrical score. 
adapting the familiar it was like that was that's what we were getting those classic mario tunes but then there was like just this theatrical just like vibe to it and i just thought just all of that like as soon as the movie was done i was like i was on spotify looking for i was like there better be a soundtrack on there that i can just abuse the the crap out of because i'm just gonna i'm all about it man like i was (laughs) i was like i want to listen to all of that again and is there i mean i'm guessing there is is there no there is oh right okay yeah so here i am shouting out brian taylor or tyler sorry i should say brian tyler for doing what he did with putting that all on screen i love it the music was great okay so if we go into our ratings what would you out of five give the super mario brothers movie i've got to be honest it is it is a tough one because I enjoyed the experience taking my kid and I did enjoy the movie. There is, there is a lot to, there is a lot to like. Um, I'm not going to go crazy though. If I'm honest, I'm also not going to come in with something silly like a three out of five. I'm going to come <laughs> in at a sensible four out of five, four out of five. It is again, it's bare bones, but it's but it's padded with the nostalgia, you know, the characters, the music. It is really enjoyable, and I'll gladly sit and watch it again and again and again. Really, there's there's so much to like about this movie, and no doubt we're going to get all the sequels, spin-offs, whatever they're going to throw at us. But it, it's a four to five. I, I can't go higher than that but they get so much right with this movie and do you know what you're not bored there's no time there's no time (laughs) to get bored watching this movie so it held my attention it held my kids attention and the screening that i went to and it wasn't just my screenings again it was a special screening it was a little advanced but even you know after it was you know got a wide release just like my screening kids dressing up as Mario characters and yeah, adults wearing hats and adults, sports. so many yeah. adults. And I was thinking like, Hey, is it because it's a special screening? Absolutely not. It's just something it, I don't know. It's touching the inner child. Like a lot of people having a lot of fun with this movie. And yeah, I'd never seen so many red and green hats as I had watching this movie. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I went to a normal public screening, like a peasant, um, and again, yeah, same, you know, like people, Mario hats, Luigi hats, some of them decked out in the full, you know, overalls, you know, some had a Yoshi head thing on it. That was, that was pretty cool. I think what it comes down to is that, like, this is like, this is a well done a film adaption of the Mario games in spirit in, to be, you know, we've, we've touched on the story being pretty weak. It's at, has anyone actually really played a Mario game? What's the story? It's it's pretty much all the story you're going to get from those games anyway. So, I mean, maybe it's it's bang on. But, look, for me, like, it was the fun. It was the fun that I had, like, the, the experience. Just a delightful time. Um, obviously, like, all the nostalgia, the deep cuts, references and stuff like that, there's stuff in there. And do you know what? as much as I might sound like the, the biggest Mario in it, there's probably so much stuff in this movie that just went over my head or I missed or, 
or whatever, but the, the animation is fantastic. The score, just wonderful. Uh, it's it's a funny movie, you know, like it's it's cute. It's funny. There's, there's jokes in there. And again, the references probably play into a lot of that as well. I enjoyed the voice cast. I thought they were great. Even Seth Rogen playing Seth Rogen. He did that well. Um, so again, like the experience of this was just joy. Like there was just joy inside me and maybe sometimes a little bit outside me. That sounds, that sounds gross. Um, <laughs> but again, if not for, if not for like, you know, they're not being that much to the story. Um, and again, not really hitting any sorts of high strides with the emotional elements this this movie would get full marks but for me i'm coming in just where where you are again such a great time entertained it's short it's snappy could have been longer could have fleshed out a few more things could have done a few other things here but a happy four out of five that's where i'm at with it and i don't think we can complain about that walking out of a movie four stars pretty damn good so maybe maybe there's something to aim aim for in the Super Mario World movie, which if they don't call it that, and if they do, I want fruit. <laughs> Somebody, yeah. somewhere, send me fruit. But um, yeah, I look forward to it. That can be the five out of five movie there, or unless movie or, or whatever. What it's not doing? the Super Mario Brothers movie two. I mean, Secret <sighs> Life of Pets two. Illumination have gone there before. Despicable Me too. Who knows? They might not want to confuse the brand yeah. <laughs> with the young audience. <laughs> People will get it anyway. Anyway, that's it for our review of the Super Mario Brothers movie. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Murder Mystery 2 and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Could Be Tetris, keeping it video game themed, the recent Apple TV Plus movie, or Evil Dead Rise. It will be one of those two. Maybe both. Who knows? But one of those two. Absolutely. (laughs) Maybe both. Probably more than likely both. But yeah whatever order. Um, But that's it, guys. You've been listening to Jason. And you've been listening to Luke. We're the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.